Your Locked On Coyotes, your daily podcast on the Arizona Coyotes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Coyotes podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Today is, what is today? The Friday, April 2nd, as we get ready for this weekend. We're going to talk a little bit of Arizona Coyotes, but today is mainly some Tucson Roadrunners talk. They got a pretty big weekend ahead of them. They are up against the Henderson Silver Knights, affiliate of the Las Vegas Golden Knights. So uh, to help me talk about the uh, the Roadrunners and how their season's doing this upcoming weekend, uh, we got a you know a, a member of the Roadrunners communications team, Jimmy Peebles. He joins us. He is uh, also the uh, a co-host on the Roadrunners Insider podcast. So uh, first of all, Jimmy, welcome to the Locked On Coyotes podcast. How you doing? Hey Rob, I'm great. Thanks for having me. Excited. It's good. It's good stuff. This is the first time Tucson. Uh, is seeing Henderson this week. They played uh, them on uh, Wednesday. Didn't go out so well for them. That was a uh, a 3-1 loss. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, if I'm being honest, I thought I think it, was, it was a little bit better than I anticipated of uh, exactly how this game was going to go down. And we'll see what the rest of the weekend goes. Yeah, there were definitely uh, some big positives out of the game. You know, the 45 shots on goal was a season high for the Roadrunners. And we got another goal on the power play, making it uh, four straight games. So definitely some good things to take away and, and bring into the, the two games this weekend with them. One of the things that it, it really frustrates me about this Roadrunners team, because they, uh, if you look at the score of some of these games, just based off the score sheet, you don't attend any of these games or you don't watch them on AHL TV or however these guys watch or, you know, or CW Tucson when there is a televised game. Um, you wouldn't know that this Roadrunners team is actually not bad. If you look at the, like, like the number of shots, for example, like I think almost every single game, they at least double or even triple their opponent's shots. I think what on Wednesday's game it was uh, what is it like forty five to fifteen, whatever it was. Like this, yeah. They only had about seventeen, I think it was. And in the third period alone, we outshot them twenty one to five. And that that's what frustrates me because this Roadrunners team is like it shows that they're getting the shots on, they're getting the opportunities. They're just getting that bad luck. It's what it seems like to me. They also had to face, uh, you know, two for two AHL goaltender of the month, Logan Thompson, in uh, Henderson. That's also that's also a big it's also a big thing. Logan Thompson that certainly is, doesn't help. Yeah, um, that does, definitely doesn't help. I think what was the other comparison that I was making to? I think it was one of the uh, one of the San Diego goals goaltenders. Like when you're going against him, it's like, well, uh, you can put on. 50 shots on this guy and only one might go. This is going to be a hard game. Was that uh, Erickson Eck? Yes, that's what it was. It was Erickson yeah. Eck. I was like, oof, man. That's going to be that's going to be difficult. But it, you know what what's exciting overall about um about this whole season is like as unfortunate as things are happening, 
a lot of these guys are still getting opportunities to play for the Coyotes. Like obviously it's maybe not the situation you want. Coyotes are getting injured, so people are coming up. But uh now we've seen, you know, Lane Peterson go up. Michael Bunting just he had a he had a he had a goal on, he had on a Wednesday. Great game. <laughs> yeah, goal and an assist. He almost had a second one too. He he looked awesome. Really happy you know, for him. You got Ivan backing up uh Aiden Hill over uh, over in Glendale as well. So lots of Roadrunners um alumni out right now in in the uh with the Coyotes organization and they're making some pretty big contributions. Yeah, it's great seeing those guys go up and get their opportunities with the Coyotes. You you always love to see it, but it definitely creates a hole in the roster down here in Tucson. Like we were just we were talking about um before this last weekend when they had their games against Ontario and San Diego, uh, I believe Michael Bunting and Lane Peterson had two thirds of our power play goals on the season, but somehow the, that unit hasn't missed a beat and have, have kept scoring on it. Michael Bunting, Lane Peterson, you mentioned them, both of them up with uh, the Coyotes right now. And they're two of the top three scorers for the Roadrunners, 19 and uh, 17 points respectively. The other, the only one who's even remotely up there is, is Kevin Roy. And he's, I, I haven't really heard his name, his name extremely recently, but I mean, he's obviously still having a pretty decent season. He had the power play goal on, I believe it was Saturday against San Diego, his former team. There you go. I, I haven't been able to, I guess I didn't listen to that game because I was like, who was it? Oh yeah, it was a, it was a Coyotes game or whatever that day. I was like, oh, I think, I, I think there was an overlap. Yeah. It seems like every game is like that this season. I, and I got to tell you, these overlaps make this job hard because I'm like, uh, you should have <laughs> Like you should have seen me over in the over in the press row. Like I'm kind of looking over to Brett. I have a an earbud in my ear, listening to uh, Bob Heathouse on Fox on Fox Sports 910 while trying to watch the Roadrunners play. It every time I do that, it's the most difficult thing. It's and it's not going to get it's not going to get any better on Friday with the women's final four Arizona playing at the same time as us. Oh yeah, the uh, yeah that's 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 gonna be that's gonna be crazy. I think a lot of people are gonna try to do double duty, trying to figure out how to watch that while also the women watching the women's final four because everyone's gonna want like I think everyone like and their siblings, brothers, mothers, sisters, whatever like are gonna try to be watching this uh, final four game. Which I mean, I don't blame them. I would like I, I like I'm one of Not those people that's doing that too. So. Well, isn't it our uh, first Final Four in school history for the women's side? Yeah, it is the first Final Four for the University of Arizona in school uh, for women's in school history. So, you know, obviously everyone's making a big deal about it. Um, so it's exciting, though. I mean, yeah, yeah, we're behind them. I think uh, we have a cardboard cutout of Dusty that's that's going down there to watch. That's awesome. I saw. I think I saw. Um, what are some of the other things I saw from? Oh yeah, it was a uh, replay from uh, the Wednesday's game for the Coyotes. They're on the uh, on the new uh, Valley Sports Network. Uh, the during the intermission, Todd Walsh actually went to go congratulate the uh, the Wildcats on there, and he made it. He made a tribute, saying, "You know, making them extreme stark um, similarities to the uh, first five years of the Lou Olson era." So. Um, don't want to talk too much about Wildcats. That is for the Locked On Wildcats podcast, by the way. Mike Luke, you can go ahead and listen to 
uh, his podcast. Once again, that's Locked On Wildcats. But this coming up weekend, uh, the Roadrunners versus uh, Henderson. Obviously, they've already played one game on Wednesday. Um, what are some of the things that maybe that you're paying attention to for this upcoming week? Well, uh, for starters, both games we're nearly doubling the capacity at the arena that we've had as uh, we've had before. Before this, uh, even up to last Wednesday, it was uh, 650 was the limit, and now we're going up to 1150. So that's that's really great to see getting fans that's back exciting. in the seats, cheering us on. And the big, the big deal about Friday's game, which will be tonight, is the debut of the El Lazo de Tucson identity. Oh man, that's exciting! I. I saw that like when the Roadrunners first announced those jerseys and they put it out, I'm just like, man, I have to have one of those. Like, like they're, they're, they're making a problem for me because not only do I need to get a Coyotes reverse retro jersey, but now I need a Roadrunners Kachina jersey and in the Roadrunners El Lasso jersey. And I don't have the funds for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I feel you there. But just the El Lasso jersey with um, the, the rope as kind of the, the piping and the lines, it's, it's great. What I love about it, and I think there are some people, like I showed it to like my mom, for example, and she wasn't the biggest fan of it. And I think the reason why I like it and why a lot of people, a lot of other people like it is because it it brings in the very Tucson identity. Kind of like when I look at the jersey, kind of it like spells Tucson to me. I'm just like, yeah, that's a Tucson jersey. That's for damn sure. Oh, absolutely. We uh, We really wanted to incorporate both the – Hispanic heritage down here in Southern Tucson or Southern Arizona, Tucson rather. And also the, uh, the desert Southwest history with the rodeo and the, the, the hat that the, that the skull is wearing in the, uh, in the logo. Yeah. And, I, and I've, I've made mentions about this before from uh, other episodes. I just really like, like that's what um, the, management for the coyotes and roadrunners are doing on trying to uh connect with the commu- local community you know connect with the hispanic community because you know that's that that's your audience right here that's like the majority of you know people down here in southern arizona and really much of arizona and you know if you want to grow the game that's your way of doing it and right, i really exactly. appreciate that and it's huge i love it just getting as many people as we can down here in arizona interested in the game of hockey that's that's what it's all about, man. I can't like that. That just reminds me. Just like I just, I just can't wait until you know, those, you know, the, the you know those post pandemic days when you said the, they're right now they're increasing the capacity to eleven fifty. I can't wait to get to the full sixty five hundred again. I mean, I don't think I've seen that in a while. I think the most I've seen recent, like in the last year and a half, um, was. I want to say it was like 5,000, maybe 6,000. So almost there. But like those big those big crowds, man, they never get old. Exactly. When, when they come back or when they're able to come back, they will be back. You know, people will be so excited to get back out and feel safe about doing it. Even now with the limited amount, it's it's great. And like we, what you said with the um, the highest capacity you've seen, I think the highest I ever saw, because I only went to three games last year, I wasn't I wasn't with the team at all, was both Star Wars night, and that was the same night that they first wore the Kachinas. 
Oh, nice. I like that. It was a Saturday night, giving out a dusty Star Wars poster. I remember that was my first ever Roadrunners game. And the uh, it, was, it was vibrant inside the arena. I, I, I told this to uh, one of my colleagues on the Lockdown, one another Lockdown podcast before. Um, I had a... Uh, last season, it was, you know, during their first season that they debuted the Kachina jerseys uh, for Tucson. I never got a chance to see them because every Saturday I worked, there was like a U of A football game or a U of A basketball game that I had double duty. I had to work at the radio station and do something. So I was like, well, I can't watch it. Can't see the Kachina jersey this time. So I'll do it next time. And the weekend of right before the shutdown was the like upcoming. It was a Saturday game. I forgot who it was. I think it was San Diego. I think so. And I was getting ready because like, oh, you know what? Basketball season's over. Um, there's nothing else for me to do. I can actually see the Kachina jerseys in person. You're finally going to get to see him. I was finally going to see it. And then they say, nope, we're shutting down the season. And I was like, no, but I'm glad I actually got a chance to see it this year already. I already got a chance to see it like two or three times. I think so, I think this Saturday will be the third time we wear them for the third TV game. Good stuff. And uh, that's on, again, that's CW Tucson, right? The CW Tucson. That's Seven good. o'clock face off. I'm excited. I, I I was excited to hear about that because again, that's another way of growing the game here in uh, here in Tucson. And I, you know, I've been trying to convince people to come down to Tucson and see a Roadrunners game and do stuff like that. But but again, having having it on TV is huge. Um, and I know uh, the uh, Brett Farah and uh, and Adrian Denny have done a fantastic job on doing the broadcast. And we're gonna get uh, from what I hear, my good friend Alex Kimkoff coming back. Yep, yep. Brett got his his two games, and uh, they're not replacing him. But now, now Alex Kinkoff will be will be alongside Adrian for the next one. So Brett's probably going to do still like that sideline down, like what he did during intermission, or is it like how how is how are the rules with, sure. with Alex? I'm not sure. I haven't um I haven't asked about that at all. I I would love to see the three man crew b- between them if we were allowed to have someone. Down in between the benches, like uh, oh, that'd be like awesome. NHL does. <laughs> just having Brett, just sticking Brett down there, that would be great. I'm not sure if if uh, if, if if Brett would be uh, would have the uh, adrenaline to be down there. Like that would terrify, like that would terrify me. Puck could come at you at any time. I mean, I've seen the uh, the photographers during the regular year whenever they were down there. Like they'd be like, no, they'd have to duck. Sometimes the skates get up there. Like man, I. I don't know what I do. I think they have to wear the the helmet sometimes too. Seeing Brett down there wearing oh, the God. wearing the hockey helmet. Oh God, that'd be fun. That would be fun. That would be super fun. Uh, hey, in just a sec, uh, let's actually talk a little bit more about the uh, the uh, upcoming weekend. Uh, going into more of the actual on ice situation as a preview, uh, we'll do that in just a sec. But first, I want to talk to you guys about BetOnline.ag. It's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football is long gone nba college basketball and nhl are in full swing well college basketball is actually almost over too the final four coming as we just mentioned the women's basketball women's final four arizona uh is in there but uh you can also bet on the bends you can bet on everything awards tv shows even reality tv they have real-time updated odds and props and almost anything you can imagine bet online has you covered for all the new scores and odds and it is the best way to place your bets and it's free to sign up head to the website and sign up for a free account today and use the promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, 
and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. And uh, while you're there, also go ahead and check out some of the uh, some of the AHL lines. They do have some AHL lines on there, which uh, is a rabbit hole I'm always afraid to go down because uh, AHL is way too unpredictable. We might even take a preview of that of uh, the Lions for this upcoming weekend. But again, that's betonline.ag, the exclusive online sportsbook of the Locked On Podcast Network. All right, welcome back to the Locked On Coyotes podcast. Rob Biano, Jimmy Peebles, here on uh, this wonderful Friday. Uh, let's go, Jimmy, let's now take a little more preview into, into this weekend. So now tonight, as everyone's listening, um, Tucson is up against Henderson once again. And Henderson right now is the best team in the Pacific Division, like almost hands down. They're 16 and 3. Tucson, like we mentioned before, they haven't had the best of luck. They're 7, 11, and 1. Um, but we've seen glimpses of things that, that's potential that they can do. How do you see this game, uh, this uh, weekend coming up for Tucson? I think it's again just going to come down to Tucson keeping the pressure on them, getting as many shots as they can. If it's Logan Thompson in goal again for Henderson, which I'm sure it is. He's, it's going to be tough to get the pucks by him, but they just got to keep going for it and capitalize on the power plays. They got, I think it was eight last game. Just try to keep going on that, keep that streak going, and really just can you continue what they've been doing, but look for those lucky bounces and hopefully get some puck luck. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. I'm I'm really hoping to see um, just some more scoring from the Roadrunners, obviously, because that's uh, I think. They had that last good game against San Diego. Their last, their last home uh, stand, I think, it was the first game. The first game against San Diego, yeah, it was. Yes, yes. It was like a was it six to two, I believe. Was it five to one? I forgot. I forgot because it was like a four four goal differential, but it was for both the Coyotes and the Roadrunners that day. I can't remember which team got six, which team got five. But I want to say 4-1, but I think that was the game we played on the road, our very first game against San Diego. So I think it was the I think it was the 5-1. So there you go. There's that one. Um so but it was like so it was it, it, that's a way of showing that these roadrunners can score. Um and obviously, you know, you like we said in the previous segment, we do, you know, Tucson doesn't have Michael Bunsing. They don't have Lane Peterson. Right now, I mean, obviously, I could they, they could send them down, you know, tomorrow at like 5 a.m. and uh, or today technically, if, uh, and we wouldn't know by now, um, right? But the but as of right now, as we're as we're recording, they're still with the Coyotes, um, and they're on a road trip, so I wouldn't imagine that they'd come back. Uh, so they'd have to deal with some of their other top guys, and what I'm hoping for is, you know, and this is the hope that I've had about uh, for the last few weeks now and uh, he, uh, I, I showed you know some pretty good uh scoring in this sense uh, some good glimpses i guess in this sense is uh, more from barrett hayton i believe well he was the one that scored on on wednesday yep uh, he had the, the he had the power play goal his second goal of the season first on the power play and, and that, that and really that's from him. and that's the thing I want to see more from him because when, the moment he got sent down to Tucson, 
late last month, I was like, man, we get to see some Barrett Hayton action in Tucson. I'm excited. We got Hayton. We got Soderstrom. We got uh, we got Jan Yannick. This is going to be a good year. Tucson's got, got going to be going up. And then things haven't gone the way I thought. So I want to see more from Barrett Hayton. Um, and I also want to see more from Jan Yannick again because I liked, I liked his start of the season, and he looked very physical. And Adrian and I were just talking about it on the – on our podcast the other day, he in in his game Wednesday, that was one of his best games of the season since that uh, I think second game where where he had a goal, and it was his first game after missing some time, and he he did he looked great he almost had a goal on the backhand he couldn't quite get it by Logan Thompson on the breakaway but like you were saying I'm really looking forward to seeing more from Unique, and if he can bring that power forward physical action that like I saw during the uh the Barracuda series dating now way back to the beginning of the year that feels like you know 90 years ago um I think I think the Roadrunners have can win one of these games I can't I'm not sure if I can say both but I can think they can win one of these games because Henderson's a good team but I think Tucson has got that potential still I think Tucson definitely has the talent it really just comes down to putting it all together for the 60 minutes and being able to capitalize on those opportunities. And with guys like unique back, Braden Burke back, uh, Hayton getting more chances to, uh, to, to lead the team, Kevin Roy still chugging along. I think they can really get it done. It should be an interesting, uh, interesting weekend. Um, trying to see if I can bring, get the, uh, get the lines up, but it looks like, uh, they're not updated right now. It looks like uh, they don't have they don't they don't have this weekend's games for uh, Tucson and Henderson up yet, and their in their lines. But usually, uh, it's about like a point and a half puck line with a five and a half uh, total points. Which, if you like, and I, and I like, and I'll say that this way. So like, let's assume that they're probably putting Henderson minus one and a half favorites and. Uh, that's fair to assume points. they have like the best goal differential in the division I think yeah and then the uh, and the total points at five and a half points so five and a half points between both uh, between both teams no, knowing like and this is probably a, like something that I would say to anybody if you're going to bet on a Tucson game Almost always pick the over <laughs> to me. Like the, that that Monday, that Monday game was definitely an under. But if you're in a Tucson game, almost I almost always pick the over. <laughs> I'd say especially at home in the El Lazos for the first time with double the fans. I think the energy is going to be really electric, and they're going to get the offense going early and hopefully often. I'm hoping these lines actually update because right now it actually says uh, going all the way to next Monday. Like not next Monday, next. Like like, on a like Monday May tenth. I'm like, what? Oh, um. But they usually update these pretty well. Um. I like what I like what they've been doing on that. Um. While we have these lines open, uh, let's see some of the uh let's see let's see the lines this weekend for Coyotes. Maybe you can t- get a load of a uh, Coyotes talk uh as we get that going. Coyotes this is called locked on Coyotes, not locked on Roadrunners. Yes, absolutely. Well, Roadrunners are the minor league minor uh, affiliate for the uh for the coyote so it still counts but it uh upcoming 
Upcoming this weekend, the Arizona Coyotes are a point and a half favorite over the Anaheim Ducks with a five and a half total gold total points. Um, I should know this, but where is the game at? It is in Anaheim. They're on a road trip right now. A pretty long road trip. I I think I remember seeing that. You're right. Thank you. So I'm going to pick Coyotes cover this one, and I think it's going to go... And I, I just say over on this one, because based off how the Coyotes played against the Avalanche on Wednesday, which was really bad, they always have a bounce back after a really bad game. Like if you look at, um, and it sometimes it takes a bit to have it until they bounce back. Sometimes it's almost instantaneous. Like they had a really bad week against uh, Minnesota in Colorado last week, and then they absolutely curb stomp San Jose, which is unfair comparison because San Jose is terrible in its first place but also so are the so are the Ducks the Ducks are probably even worse than San Jose so that's why I'm putting it in that I'm saying uh, I'm saying Coyotes cover goes over all right I um I can't argue with that all right let's uh let's go ahead and uh let's Make some final predictions for the Roadrunners one, though, before 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 we uh, move on to one a uh, final bit of trade deadline talk. All right. So that we, final predictions, I guess, for this Roadrunners weekend. Um, final score, you're saying? Yeah, final score. Maybe what do you like things that's going to happen? Like like any big any big event or anything like that. I'm gonna say that. We get another power play goal in at least one of the two games. Keep that streak going. Okay, uh, I can um, take that. I'm going to say, uh, to your point, Barrett Hayton, he keeps heating up. I'm going to say he gets a goal, maybe or maybe like a you know two-assist night, something good. He, he puts up a good performance. I like it, and I might be—I might be a little bit biased, but I'm going to say that the Roadrunners take both of these games. They're taking both of them. Okay, I can—I uh-huh. can see that. Maybe, maybe that uh, injection of uh, extra fans might help because now that, like I said, they're doubling the capacity. Um. So, yeah, mate, that I can see—I can see that. I can extra see that. Extra fans, El Laza one night, Kachina the next TV game. I think things are going to go their way. I can uh, I I can't argue with you there. I'm gonna see uh, you know. I want to see a I'm, we're gonna see I, I believe we're gonna see a really good weekend. From what, going back to what you were saying and what I was saying earlier from Barrett Hayton. So, Definitely. I'm gonna say he's gonna have between both of those games. He'll get f- three points. All right. I I can I can do that too. I'm, I'm gonna say a goal one night and then two assists the uh, the other. Yeah, for me, I'd, I'd probably say the goal and assist one day and then assist the next. So I think that's how it will nice. go for me. But you know, I think that works. I think that works out. I mean, it still works. I personally think it's gonna be a split. Um, trying to think, I think it will be a win tonight, but a uh, a loss on Saturday for me. Gotcha. All right. That, that is my prediction for this weekend. Uh, the uh, Tucson Roadrunners and the Henderson Silver Knights, once again, they are up 
uh, this weekend. Both of them at seven, right? Yes. Yep. Both both games start at seven. So Friday tonight at seven. Saturday at seven on the CW two um, zone. Yeah, Saturday on CW Tucson. If you are in Southern Arizona, you can go ahead and uh, and catch it there. Coming up, we are going to go ahead and talk. Uh, this is a little bit of trade deadline talk. Um, just to, I just want to get a little bit of uh, Jimmy's thoughts. What's coming up now that we are uh, in the month of April? We can uh, talk a little more about that. We're only less less than uh, what eleven? Well, actually, well now ten days away. It's coming up. The, yeah, 10 days away from the NHL trade deadline. We're going to talk to you about that in just a sec. But first, let's talk to you guys about Built Bar, the best-tasting protein bar in the land. 18 flavors, low carbs, low calories, low sugar, high protein, and high fiber. I can't stress this enough. It is the absolutely the best-tasting protein bar on the on this planet. And now, like, the best thing is because, like, it doesn't even taste like a protein bar. It's more like a... It tastes like a candy bar. It's 100% covered in chocolate. And like I said, 18 flavors. You go ahead. We just finished, we're just finishing up Built Bar Madness. Uh, the uh, championship game was between uh, the uh, chocolate, or no, it was cookie dough chunk and uh, and coconut brownie chunk. Uh, I didn't get a chance to see who won, but if you, I'm hoping cookie dough won. That was my, that's my, it's just, you know, it just, it just, it connects with me. I'm hoping that one won. But uh, go ahead and uh, once again, you can use the promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D, 15, for 15% off your next order. Once again, LOCKED15 for 15% off, off at BuiltBar.com. All right. Now let's go ahead and just do a final final conversation here on this Locked on Coyotes podcast. Once again, Rob Liano, Jimmy Peebles on this wonderful Friday. The NHL trade deadline, trade deadline now about ten days away, or less, depending on exactly what time you're listening to this, because you know we got a we got a, a time limit too on this. So, uh, Jimmy, two big names, as I mentioned this on yesterday's podcast, two big names coming out right now for potential trades or for the Coyotes, and one was a is a is a guy that's name has been tossed around for the last month or so in Alex Galagoski. And the other came as a bit of a surprise to me, but also makes a an ounce of sense, just a little bit amount of sense based off uh, whether or not the Coyotes are going to sell this, this uh, trade deadline or not. And that is Connor Garland, uh, pending, oh. restricted, pending restricted free agent. And uh, a guy who's going to command eight million dollars, probably at least. Now we're on maybe I don't say just about eight million dollars when his contract comes up. Who knows if, the, if uh, that's what the Coyotes want to do? Like, so the conversation that I had with Carl Pavlik of Five for Howling yesterday regarding at least Connor Garland, we can talk about Galagoski as well. And I want to get your opinion on this: was is if the Coyotes decide to sell, and they decided just like you know what, let's. I wouldn't say they use we build the word the word I used I put in the title for last for yesterday's episode was retooling, but okay. still you gotta you know unload you know like something that could be valuable to you but you know get something valuable in return. Connor Garland for maybe like you know a couple prospects and draft picks because we know Coyotes need draft picks because they don't have 
almost any. <laughs> they are definitely lacking on in draft picks. So like, what's what, what's your thought about that? Those two those two players being tossed around right now, and I think Ranta could be in there in the mix too because he's also a pending free agent. Um, maybe just a you know a team might want to bolster up their their depth at goalie and as willing and is willing to give us some draft picks. But that name hasn't been tossed around as much as the other two. I think um, with with Ranta, like you were saying, the one issue would just be his his health. He's he's missed quite a few games this season, and if the team's looking for depth, I think they'd want someone with a little bit more, um, not not consistency, but just more. What's the word I'm thinking? Just less likely to be injured and miss time when they're down you. the stretch. I get what you're saying. But in terms of Connor Garland, uh, I I really hope we do not trade him. I I love him. Tucson Tucson Roadrunners breakout got called up due to injuries and just never looked back. He's he's yeah. definitely my favorite player up there with the Coyotes. If I'm allowed hey, to you, say that, you you and me the same here. I I I said this like I said this yesterday. Like if the Coyotes have to trade him, I might flip a table because man, I love this dude so much. Uh, and, and and to me, and it it goes it goes back to me watching him in his first year in Tucson, going to, you know, and I like and I and I was like, man, this guy is gonna be great when he gets to the NHL. Like I I just feel it. Like I, I like what this guy is doing. Like there's still a couple things he has he's got to work on, like you know, skating, you know, his game away from the puck, all stuff like that. And all of that improved. And man, he's my favorite player. But man, yeah, like would it suck for him to get traded? Yes. Would it make sense? Also, yes, it's it's a business. I understand it, but the thing with with Garland that I really like about him and guys like Michael Bunting and Jan Unique is they play scrappy. They play hungry. You know, they're always they're always giving their all and really leaving it all out there on the ice. I would say that's what I love about power forwards. If I had to pick a f- favorite kind of you know player in the NH and, and like for a, for a skater, it's a power forward. That guy who uses kind of his physical presence to kind of just like, you know, get in there, play a full, you know, 200 foot game and score. Like, yeah. Garland's not afraid to rub elbows with some other guys and he, if, he uh, takes some hits. If you take, that's an understatement. Just taking hits. <laughs> yeah. He'll yeah. take hits. He'll take body slams. He'll take helmets to the head. You know, and he will earn some guys some fines. Uh, like, uh, uh, like just yesterday when he found out that Nathan McKinnon was uh, was fined for throwing a helmet at uh, his at own. Garland, so. Yep, Connor got his own helmet tossed back at him that cost McKinnon a cool five k. I think it was. I think it was something like that. Um, some Coyotes fans wanted the suspension. I didn't think it was suspension worthy, but you know, I, it's, I'm not sure. I mean, things. It's one. Like, of, it's just one of those things. It's it's you know a, a little bit subjective, but they acknowledge that that was a no no by McKinnon. Yeah, at least at least it was acknowledged at that. And point. the misconduct in the game already. Yeah, and I, and I think that's kind of what they base base some of these things on. Obviously, I've got a huge problem with player safety. They have done nothing for some of the for some of these Coyotes players. And Garland, it, you know, especially. Garland, especially, and it annoys the hell out of me. Um, but 
uh, you know, I, there's nothing I can do about it. I'm right. just, uh, I'm just a podcast host. <laughs> right. He, he's a fighter though. He, he deals with it. He manages. So let, you don't have to mention, you know, either, either Garland or Galagoski, but with 10 days away, the Coyotes close to a playoff spot, only about a point behind St. Louis. How do you see them? Uh, do, what do you th- see them doing this trade deadline? Do they see, I just, obviously I don't think they're going to buy, but mm-hmm. do they just trade for a couple, just a couple assets, get some draft picks, you know, trade away some of their lower, low end depth pieces to pick things up, or they just, or do you see them selling for a bunch of draft picks and kind of resetting next season? I I definitely don't see them selling. I think they're going to more or less stay put. But if there's some guys who are on expiring deals that are not named Connor Garland that could get them a quick couple picks or something like along those lines. I could see it. I wouldn't be surprised, but at the same time, I don't think they're in any hurry or there's any urgency to sell, sell, sell and, and kind of retool like you were saying. All right. So that's, uh, that's Jimmy people's prediction on what the, uh, what he believes the coyotes are going to be doing this trade deadline. We'll be bringing up a couple other guests, uh, probably over the next uh, ten days or so. That's what that's how many days we have left uh, to uh, get some of their thoughts on what's coming up for the Coyotes. What should they do, and uh, should they chase for a playoff spot? Because can like I, I ask said, you they're... a uh, non-Coyotes trade deadline question, real quick? Go for if it. We got the time. Where do Go you think um, Taylor Hall goes if he's traded at all? Ooh, um, trying to think because. Lord knows he probably he probably made the worst mistake to go to Buffalo. <laughs> well, they've they've dealt with you know Eichel being hurt and a lot of factors, but yeah, definitely does not look good in in retrospect. Oh man, that's a that's a tough one because a lot of these teams are uh, well, they don't have cap space. Right. A lot of these top teams. Tampa doesn't have cap space. Colorado doesn't have cap space. Vegas doesn't have cap space. All the teams that would be good fits don't really have the, like you said, the cap space to allow it. What would be funny, and I'm not saying it's going to happen, it would be because I would. I, I think I know what you're going to say here. Get him a return <laughs> to Edmonton. Oh, to Edmonton. Oh, boy. That would be interesting, because Lord knows they probably they they, they probably were trying to correct their mistake of uh, tr- trading him one for one for Adam Larson in the first place. <laughs> exactly, and where where are they in the uh, in the North Division standings? I haven't been following right. that one very closely. Right now, Edmonton's number three. Okay, so I I I guess I could see that. So, I, uh, what's their what's their cap situation? Let's see. I was reading something the other day, and the two places that I remember seeing were the Islanders and the Maple Leafs. Edmonton does. uh, Right now, they are. uh, They're using LTIR uh, cap relief right now, so I don't think they have the space. Oh, I don't think they've got the means. Neither do the Islanders. They also they're using over almost seven million in LTIR cap cap relief. Oh boy, I'm I'm not sure. Then maybe maybe he stays. Oh. 
but again, who knows? Or or Florida. Florida. Because, because for some reason, Florida is actually listed towards the bottom in terms of cap space. So that means they have among the most. Um, and they're they're up there contending. They just lost. Um, who was it? Barkov. I think so. I can't remember exactly what that was. Or Ekblad. Yeah, yeah. There we go. Ekblad. My bad. Yeah, but uh, the Florida right now they are tied for first in the Central with Tampa. <laughs> no one Two thought Florida that. teams showing up. Uh, no one thought that. Absolutely, it's weird. I had to take a look more into Taylor Hall and see see potential landing spots because, man, like, I yeah, I know he's definitely not standing in Buffalo. It's, right. Lord knows that is a waste of his talents. That is definitely an interesting uh, situation that I, I think people are going to be watching leading up to the deadline. That would be the big. That would be the biggest one. Like that's the big definitely. ticket item right there. Especially what but, the especially depending on what the return would be. Yeah, I'm really curious. I have to, I'm going to do a little more research as this. I, luckily, I had this weekend off mostly, so I got get to do some research. Are you going to be at both of the Roadrunners games? Yeah, I mean, weekend off in the podcast. Uh, well, actually, I won't be on. Gotcha. I, I won't be. I won't be at Wednesday, Friday's game for well, okay, obvious reasons. But you know, I'll be right. Uh, right. Yeah, I've already got my. I've already got that day planned. Like I already got it xed out. I had it xed out like. The moment the, uh, the Wildcats made the Final Four, I'm like, up, oh, I'm, t- I'm scratching that day off. So, right, taking a personal day. Yeah, we all need the, we all need personal days every now and then. Always. But uh, that will pretty much about do it for today's episode of Lockdown Coyotes. Thanks, Jimmy, for for joining this podcast. Really appreciate you coming on. Thanks for having me. Had a great time. And uh, for those who enjoyed today's episode. Uh, don't forget to uh, leave a good review and subscribe if you get to already. We're available everywhere you get your podcasts. And uh, also, um, interact with us on social media. We are, uh, well, I am at your one and Locked on Coyotes is at LO underscore Coyotes. Um, follow us for in-game tweets, updated Coyotes news, uh, new episodes, anything like that. If you want to interact with us, Tweet at us, send us a direct message, uh, you know, give us a question. We can answer them either directly or on a future episode of the podcast. Um, we love that interaction. That's what keeps this podcast moving. But thanks again, everyone, once again, for listening to this episode. Hope you guys are staying safe. Hope you guys stay healthy out there. And don't forget to howl on. Howl on.